Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital extends its healing mission beyond its hospital doors as it presents this vital podcast series. It's Your Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Marijuana recently became legal in many states. There are different kinds of marijuana products on the market now, including edible products. But are they safe, and are there some risks that you should be aware of? My guest is Dr. Darren Privet. He's an emergency room physician at Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. Dr. Privet, what are some of the health risks of smoking marijuana? Well, first of all, I appreciate that I'm uh, on this uh, podcast today. Um, I actually am highly involved in the drug awareness and the community outreach in the Santa Clarita Valley for uh, Henry Mayo, and it's something that I'm extremely passionate about. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad that I'm on this uh, podcast today to talk to you about this. Uh, obviously, we have seen uh, this is such a hot topic, uh, whether or not marijuana should uh, be legal, uh, and there's uh, obviously those who are pro and those who are against it. Uh, and it's a very uh, uh, hot topic to talk about. Um, and especially among, you know, adolescents and teenagers and as parents out there, what kind of information uh, do we talk to our children about? Because the perception is out there, obviously, that if the government and states want to legalize it, then it must not be that dangerous. Uh, you know, you can look online and you hear stories. No one ever really overdoses on marijuana. So the perception is that this is not a dangerous drug, uh, but that cannot be further from the truth. I mean, there's a reason why that marijuana from the very beginning was labeled an illicit drug and uh, certainly could be uh, criminalized for using, abusing, or even having possession of it. Um, You know, what really is it? And and as we know, that um, marijuana is one of the, it is the most abused drug in the United States, despite uh, the government trying to legalize it. There's a specific chemical in marijuana called THC, and, and that particular chemical is a psychoactive ingredient. Um, there's different ways that people can use it. People can smoke it, and now one of the most uh, favorite things is there are edible uh, uh, marijuana out there where the, the drug is actually in uh, different types of candies, uh, bakery products, uh, and even in a uh, uh, chemical liquid that they can put in uh, the new hot thing is vaping. It as well. When marijuana is ingested or smoked or inhaled, uh, the THC rapidly passes from the lungs into the bloodstream. It then is carried to the brain and other organs throughout the body and is highly uh, rapidly metabolized. Um, and the, the THC acts specifically on receptors in the brain called cannabinoid receptors, uh, and that essentially, once it gets stimulated, can set off a chain of cellular actions, which essentially and the end product is that it leads to a euphoria or that high that people take it and, and, and experience. Uh, some people can have kind of like this relaxed state, uh, kind of uh, um, hyper-enhanced sensory perception, um, you know, and, and some people can also feel very anxious, paranoid, and uh, very panicky. Um, so the concern for us on the medical side is that the areas in the brain, such as the hippocampus, the cerebellum, the basal ganglia, and some areas in the cerebral cortex uh, where there is a high concentration of these cannabinoid receptors where the drug gets metabolized. These specific areas influence memory, concentration, areas that uh, give us pleasure, coordination, sensory, and time perception. And so when you, you take this drug, it can physiologically and chemically alter those specific areas of the brain 
which are obviously very important for us to function in society. Um, and that's the main message that I give to parents and to, to give to adolescents and teenagers is that the brain doesn't stop developing until around the age of 25 and 26. So despite the perception that marijuana is not dangerous, it affects those portions of the brain because the brain is still developing uh, that can highly affect uh, our overall development. As I mentioned in the intro, there are many different ways, and you even mentioned bakery products and candies. Are edibles any different? I mean, smoking anything is going to be bad for your lungs and for your heart, but are edibles or vape pens, and you mentioned those as well, are are those any safer? Uh, no, they're not, because a drug is a drug, whether you smoke it, inhale it, inject it, or eat it. Uh, the, the main thing uh, that we worry about with edibles is that everybody's ability to metabolize food is different. And so the, one of the things that we have seen uh, in the emergency room and why uh, people uh, come into the emergency room is they sometimes you can smoke it and because it gets rapidly absorbed into your bloodstream, you feel the effect a lot faster when you eat and metabolize because that could be variable amongst uh, those who do it. Sometimes the effect of the drug uh, can be delayed. And so you see, you see people who take edibles and they don't feel anything. So what do they do? They just keep eating, they keep eating, they keep eating, and all of a sudden, bam, uh, once that drug gets metabolized, they can really uh, feel the, the effects at a high level. Well, there are also some hidden dangers of it as far as risk of Alzheimer's. We're hearing a little bit more about that and verbal memory or osteoporosis risk even. So what are some of those ones people might not think about? Well, and and that's the key is that, um, you know, this is such a new uh, and debatable topic that there's a huge argument of whether or not uh, marijuana should be legal because of its uh, medical uh, purposes. And, you know, there, it's, it still hasn't been uh, confirmed exactly uh, what specific ailments or diseases that marijuana should be used. Uh, you know, once it's become legal, everybody now has a medical marijuana card. Uh, I, I, we're kind of surprised to see how many uh, 20-year-olds who now have uh, chronic back pain who need a medical marijuana card to treat that. Um, so I, I think I think the it's hard for us to specifically say exactly what marijuana can potentially lead to down the road. Uh, I think in the uh, immediate effect, uh, we've seen we've seen marijuana cause a lot of side effects, and it is variable from person to person, depending upon whether that person uh, uses it occasionally or they are a chronic a chronic uh, user, and also it depends upon I guess of the strength of the marijuana. But in the short term. Uh, we most commonly see in the emergency room people have can have increased heart rate. Uh, they can be hypertensive. Um, they can have kind of lack of uh, muscle use, muscle coordination because of the muscle relaxation. We see people have um, problems with their GI system, uh, nausea, vomiting, slow digestion. Their uh, neurologic symptoms could be lightheadedness, dizziness, uh, kind of this distorted perception to sights, sounds, time, and touch. Um, you can have difficulty in thinking, memory, and problem solving. There's loss of coordination and muscle uh, motor skills, um, agitation, anxiety, confusion, uh, paranoia, and feeling of panic, uh, increased appetite, dry mouth, dry eyes. Um, 
And so it can just lead you to have further risk of behavior. And, and it is true you can overdose on abyssinian because it can increase your risk of uh, risky behavior. Uh, it can lead you to have uh, a severe injury or trauma. And trauma is the number one cause of death uh, among um, the population from the age of 1 to 26. We see it a lot with people who might be impaired while they're driving because it can affect your reaction time. And uh, obviously, your ability to make um, proper judgments and responding to, um, you know, certain stimuli such as sounds and, and signals, and um, and it can lead to serious injury. As far as like what it can affect long term, um, you know, I think the research is, is still out there. It's because there ha- it's been difficult trying to get approval from the FDA to do specific uh, researches out there. Um, so. Well, tell us as parents, when we want to tell our children about these dangers and they hear things in the media, certainly about the opioid epidemic that's going on in this country that's killing millions of people, and even alcohol and drunk driving, and they say, well, this doesn't seem that bad. What, as a parent, do we tell them when it doesn't seem quite as bad as opioids and drunk driving and, and those kinds of things. How is a parent supposed to rationalize that to their children? Well, you're right, because that's the perception out there, especially among um, adolescents and teenagers and, and really between the, the, you know, between 14 and 25, is that there is this perception that it's not a dangerous drug, that you can't become addicted to marijuana um, so uh, that's the challenge that we face. And like I mentioned earlier, because that the drug gets metabolized in that area of the brain that affects memory, concentration, our, our, our ability to feel happiness and pleasure, uh, areas that control coordination, sensory, and our time perception, because their brain does not stop developing until they're the age of 25 or 26, when they use this drug, it will physiologically change uh, that area of the brain, and, and I mean, you've seen people. We all have friends that that have uh, abused marijuana during that uh, early stages of of their brain brain development, and uh, you know they have difficulty with those main areas, uh, and have um, can have challenges uh, in in their life. And so, and more importantly, like I mentioned just previously, that it can lead them to cause, to riskier behavior, and we see. Uh, now, there isn't any direct studies that have correlated those people who use marijuana will use harder drugs. We've always talked about marijuana being a gateway drug. Um, but I'll be honest with you, almost every single heroin abuser that I have uh, come across, all of them use marijuana. Uh, so we have seen that there is a correlation between marijuana and um, using uh, stronger and more dangerous drugs like cocaine, methamphetamine, and heroin. Uh, a lot of it has to do because um, because this drug uh, changes or affects those areas that causes people to feel pleasure. You know, when I go outside with my children, I just I just play with them. I, I um, play catch uh, baseball with my with my son, or I, I just you know play tag with my with my girls. Those are those things that bring me great joy, great pleasure, because that area in my brain is being stimulated and it secretes a a neurochemical that allows me to feel that natural euphoria. Well, when you change that in your brain, those things that you naturally would do that would would give you happiness, would give you pleasure, they no longer give you that feeling uh, because that area in the brain has been distorted and, and been physically altered. 
And so you have to do other things that potentially can give you that euphoria, that can give you that feeling of happiness. And that leads to lead you to do more riskier behavior, to take chances because your uh, um, um, memory uh, or your, your ability to make good judgments and decisions are changed and altered. And so that increases your risk, your susceptibility for trauma, for injury. So it, it is extremely dangerous and, and um I think parents really need to understand that. Then wrap it up for us, Dr. Privet, as an emergency room physician. And as you say, you've seen heroin and methamphetamines and all kinds of things, people coming through your emergency room. And and it invariably, they did smoke pot to begin with. What do you want listeners to think about as they weigh the pros and cons of legal marijuana use at this time? Well, uh, you know, one of the big problems with the marijuana today is it's not the same marijuana that maybe our parents used in the 70s. Um, you know, in general, the, the THC uh, in marijuana in the 70s only really contained about, or the marijuana in the 70s only really contained about 10% of THC. Today, the different type of marijuana strains contain about 30%, uh, so it's a lot stronger. And because it can come in different forms, too, it can really affect us a lot differently as it did back then. Before then, you know, in the 70s, you can only smoke it. Now, because of the, the vaping and the the, the different uh, concentrated strains that people can have access to, and then these edibles, uh, we have seen that just that the, the, the effects have been amplified. Um, and, and, you know, really is the message is that the high is a lie. And you you can't really believe um, everything that you read online or what your friends are telling you. Uh, the reason why the drug uh, was illegal and you could be criminalized because of it is because it is dangerous. Um, and, you know, medicine is always rapidly changing. Uh, studies are done, and we are seeing that there are some uh, medical purposes for it. It's still really early uh, as far as telling us what the research and how we can apply it. You know, there's a lot of chemicals in marijuana. We have found that one specific uh, chemical, the CBD, has been really good for for children with autism, for those who have intractable seizures, and for those who have chronic pain. And, and uh, I'm not a big proponent of medical marijuana, uh, but I have seen where I think the CBD is a great alternative for people who suffer from chronic pain or who have... Um, depression or anxiety where they've benefited from it because it doesn't have the uh, addictive effects that, say, opioids or narcotics do, and it's a great alternative to that. And so I would just say to parents that they need to be very active in their child's life and realize that you're their parent, you're not their friend, and it's our job to make sure that our kids are, are protected and have the proper knowledge to help them. Uh, because unfortunately, uh, in a recent study that was done in 2016, uh, marijuana is used among the highest uh, age group between 18 to 25. In fact, um, 22% of 12th graders use marijuana, 14% of 10th graders use marijuana, and almost 6% of 8th grade uh, students use marijuana. So th- this is in elementary, this is in junior high, uh, this is in high school. And we have to be vigilant to make sure that our kids are aware. And, and don't be naive. Um, you know, your, your friends are using it. If, if, if you know, between 6 to 22% of 8th to 12th grader, 
of the population in the United States are using marijuana, chances are that your child or your child's friend is using marijuana. So just make sure that you're very aware, you're very involved, and it's our job to make sure that our, our kids are protected and that our communities are safe. Thank you so much, Dr. Privet, for sharing your expertise on this topic. And many people are confused about it, and they're not quite sure as they weigh those pros and cons. So thank you for clearing it up as an emergency room physician, all of the risks and dangers that people might not realize come along with smoking or eating or using marijuana to begin with. Thank you again for joining us. You're listening to It's Your Health Radio with Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. For more information, please visit henrymayo.com. That's henrymayo.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.